Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week we talk about the Game Award nominations and John Spector's update on Season 4 of the League. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you're all doing well. It is Thanksgiving week. Um, It is probably going to be one of the weirdest Thanksgivings that's happened in recent memory due to COVID. Hope you're all staying safe. How are things in your end, Kevin? Uh, it, It's getting a little hectic on, on our end. We, we know that not only do we have the pressures from, you know, Thanksgiving and most of us trying to have to like you know recreate dishes that we've had other family members make us for all these years taking that for granted now now that you actually have to do it yourself uh you're starting to stress out a bit um on top of that you know we we have um we have like christmas shopping that a lot of us have to get done as well so not only is it like uh potentially our house could be on fire uh we can (laughs) we have the other half of like Ah, uh, wait, I gotta get myself, I gotta get, like, everybody else um, gifts on Black Friday, and, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's the beginning of that time of the year, where, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, usually it's, like, fun, because you get to have, like, you, you get to spend a lot of time with family, and people who you don't see often, but, um, yeah, and it, it's gonna be really weird, especially because of, you know, the current pandemic, we have to just be safe. Uh, how about you? How, how's everything going on your end? Eh, it's it's all right. Just you know, chilling. Like for me, for at one point we did used to like make Thanksgiving food and like actually cook a turkey, but like most of my family doesn't really like turkey unless it's like sandwich sliced deli turkey, and I'm like the only one who like actually eats the turkey on Thanksgiving. So um, we usually just like buy food from like Honey Baked, like Honey Baked Ham Company. Yeah. It's like fantastic it's so good i i've become like much more a ham at thanksgiving person than a turkey at thanksgiving person so there's that i was like all set to buy a new laptop on black friday because i need one but then apple decided they wanted to release a brand new line of Macs, and they're like you know what yeah we're releasing this new line and within two years we're gonna stop our intel uh line of Macs. So I don't know what to do anymore. Like I need, like, I like how the Intel one is strong enough to like actually work on apps that I need like Premiere. Um, But like, if they're going to stop supporting it eventually, do I just like bite the bullet and future proof myself? Or do I just wait? 
or do I buy the Intel? I don't know. I hate having this any kind this, this kind of choice. Just like give me the illusion of choice. Don't give me actual choice. Yeah, just make it easy on me so I don't have to worry about, you know, what can my computer run now? Uh, right? versus, yeah, it, I've, I've had that same thing where, like, I've been looking into upgrading this PC that I've had. Um, it's been with me almost since, oh my God, uh, now that I think about it, it's been, like, probably, like, a solid six, seven years that I've had this PC that I'm running on. Um it's just been taking really good care of like all the components, but like, um, like some of the some of the graphics card pieces are starting to like no longer be supported, and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the the way how it runs in general, there's no like replacement part. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to think about you know what the next big PC build I have to do. Um, it, it's gonna be sad to retire this PC. I've I've done a lot with it, but uh yeah if if i need to upgrade it we have to we have to do it yeah it's, i was just, i was so ready just to like all right i'm gonna buy the uh like as i was gonna buy a laptop a few months ago um i was and then i just decided to hold on and wait and then now that there's the black friday sale i'm like okay i'm gonna buy my 16 inch macbook pro and then now i i'm just paralyzed by the choice so eh, there's that. How has your gameplay been recently? Um, so I I've been slacking. Not gonna lie, I I finished six games and I was like, oh okay, well I'll I'll meet up with my friends. We'll we'll play a little bit later. And now I'm like, I'm like, oh wait, we we should really. I need. I just need to get my three wins. And they're like, oh well, yeah, but like. Everybody's just a little slacking off. Everybody, you know, we're we're at that point where uh we only have like one more actual day of school. If you guys uh if you're one of the schools who has the whole week off for Thanksgiving, lucky my sister enjoy it while you can. Um most of us college peeps only get the Thursday, Friday off. Um so yeah, we we have to I have to play around that schedule and they're all like, oh, well, I have class on Wednesday. I got to make sure that I'm awake and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, but I would rather have like, I, I just need to get my last three. Um, so I've, I have the, I have the spray. I have the player icon. Um, it's just a matter of like getting back in there. Um, on top of that, by the way, um, I went back and actually played competitive for the first time in like four seasons. Um, because not only is it like, oh, well, I'm, I want to see how well I'm doing now uh, since yeah. I haven't played the game in a while. But also because like some of my teammates are like, why should we even listen to you uh, <laughs> as a coach if you don't even have your rank? And I'm like, all right, I'll put these kids in their place. So um, I'm like mid plat. So I'm like, OK, I can I can teach my golden silver youngins. Um, and you know slowly work my way towards diamond again but it is going to be an uphill battle but it is i'm i can still say with confidence that i have a lot of a lot of fun playing overwatch i played uh i've been playing um hyrule warriors came out so i've been noodling around on that um but i tried the uh competitive uh no limits and 
it's a uh, it's a godless hellscape of just Symmetras and Bastions and Torbjorns. I like on one hand, I think it's funny. On the other hand, I absolutely hate it. We tried to do a couple of those just to get, you know, the the loot boxes on top of the the win streak thing. Um but yeah, it it's only good if you have like a dedicated team who's willing to do weird stuff. Yeah. Like um like you can't coordinate that. The cheesier you with, go, like everyone the better. Like I, I don't understand why people would play the mode if they're not willing to go full cheese. Like I've been playing yeah, it, exactly. and then I have people who are like actually going two two two. It's like no, like this is this is the mode where you don't go two two two. This is your yeah. one opportunity not to. Yeah, that's the, it's the best time to do it too. It's just like you got to pick a really really weird strat, and then just see how you can uh what what you can get away with. So like, um, for us, not gonna lie, uh, we did a. Uh, God, people, don't, please don't try this at home unless you have a a solid squad with you. Um, we did we did Zen Mercy and like four Winston's. Oh God, <laughs> it was it was so bad because like, well, it was it was good and bad at the same time. The Mercy's able to keep everybody up, but the funniest thing is your comms are completely quiet except for the Zen. So whoever's playing Zen is just like, I got him discorded. And then they're like, all the Winstons are just like, oh, he's dead. All right, <laughs> next. <laughs> like, you just figure out who, who it is, right? Uh, and then you just all hop. You all hop that one dude. Um, we had that one thing where it was just like, you know, playing against four Bastions. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, uh-huh. uh, what do you do? Um, at that point, honestly, by the way, the, the correct answer is to pick a team of all Divas. Uh, you just DM alternate one at a one at a time and just go after each bastion one at a time. Um, they they're all going to be covering different angles, so you just take them take them one at a time. If more than one is looking at you, just kill kill them one at a time. So you lose them back. Pack animals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in in the wild, it's five divas, one Ana, <laughs> <laughs> because you just nano one that's getting really low, uh, and you just. Uh, you just eat him. It's really funny to watch. Um, but yeah, honestly, like if you have a team or even a group of like three that you can get together, you can make this work. I was watching my brother and his girlfriend play because she's visiting for uh, like a couple of weeks. And I just watched them. They're mirroring each other. And it's like, okay, I, I understand mirroring each other. But like, why are you both widow right now? <laughs> yeah. I feel like the the widows are really tough to like pick up, like unless you're like a really good like player off the bat. But... Yeah, unless you're a really good widow, like there there's so many cheese things they can do just to make you completely ineffectual. Yeah, just it only takes what <laughs> the the one team that I played against was four hog, where they'll like guarantee that you die. So like one person would hook, would hook uh you know, would hook one-shot combo you, right? And mm-hmm. if you didn't die, the next one would throw the hook immediately after the second shot. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, if you don't die to the first hook, hook-shot combo, there There's will like be another one. more. Yeah, it's like, a, it's literally like a train of just roadhogs. Um, Hog train. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 
erases, you know, tanks pretty well because they they can deal that damage. Um, they only they only pass it around between each other, and then obviously, like the best way to deal with it is to throw, you know, on an anti nade and then try to get out of one at a time. But yeah, the, when when you are getting completely passed around like that, it's just really <laughs> it's really rough because there's no there's no out. I I just eventually gave up and just played normal total mayhem, just hop around with a Winston, never die. Yeah, it it did get a little bit like crazy later on. I would say, like it's worth trying at least once if you have like a couple friends who are weird. Um, <laughs> go for it. I mean, yeah, it's 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 game variety. Like, I don't know who asked for it, but I mean, we have it. Might as well try it. You might get the team that actually knows how to go cheese. For some reason, whenever I'm playing with anybody, like nobody wants to go as cheesy as we can. And we're always against like the teams that are fully embracing the weirdest, wackiest, cheesiest, cheapest comps. So it's not a good time. Anyway, let's get into stuff. So like this first thing, it's not it's not directly related to Overwatch per se, but it'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, just trust us on this. So this year's Game of the Year nominations finally came out. Um, we have on the Game of the Year nominated category, we've got Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. I have played everything except Final Fantasy and Hades. Um, so I have, I have at least a, a decent idea uh, of how these games stack up. I don't know where, which way this is going to go. The The talk that I've heard is a lot of people begrudgingly saying that um, Last of Us is get it. There's a lot of love for Ghost of Tsushima. A lot of confusion as to Doom Eternal being on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of love for Hades. I see a lot of people are really pulling for Hades to win this. Yeah, I've I've only touched a couple of these. Like I, I played a, a solid one hour of Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> I watched my friends play a lot of Doom Eternal. Um, I played the original Final Fantasy. Does that count? I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't get the uh, remake part of it. Is it? It's just redone graphics. Um, and does that? count as a new game I, and a couple of extra i guess like cutscenes, but still it's not it doesn't change anything from the original which is just like oh, okay. okay um i love tsushima i'm not done with it but i'm i'm having a lot of fun still playing it i've been playing <laughs> no joke but yeah i've been playing the hell out of hades <laughs> uh, it's really fun um i wouldn't mind seeing it if it doesn't win for like um you know, just game of the year in general. It that and Ghost of Tsushima are probably like some of the prettiest games I've played this year. Yeah, um, it's just the the art style and the the depth of I would say the depth of dialogue in um in Hades. Like each character that you run into has a different line whenever they run into you. And I've played the game, I think like I'm like fifty runs in now, and I don't think I've heard a repeat line before. Um. Mm-hmm. so it, it's really cool in that fact um but yeah and then last of us 2 obviously has a lot of love from the community so um i feel like it's really a toss-up um we'll just see where it lands i know all you do maternal fans are going to be voting for animal crossing 
and all you Animal <laughs> Crossing fans are going to be voting for Doom Eternal. So uh, we'll just see how it goes. So in my opinion, like Animal Crossing was fun. It's like it's the game that a lot of people needed to like calm themselves down and just make sense of things and just find an escape at the very beginning of the pandemic. I like Animal Crossing. I haven't honestly, I meant to play it during the Halloween event. I forgot to play it during the Halloween event. So I can't my I can't spookify my island. Um so sad face on that. But like I I don't think I think it's it's there out of a respect position. I don't think it'll win. Uh same thing with Doom Eternal came out around the same time. There was that whole um kind of cross community love that those two games shared because they came out on the same day. Um, it's a really fun, really wacky shooter that gets crazy hard at, at times. The first one got nominated four years ago or the first reboot got nominated four years ago against overwatch. It lost to overwatch. Uh, I, again, I don't see it beating out last of us ghost or Hades, but um. Like I think it's a, a another one of those like respect uh, honorable mention positions. I haven't played final. I've never played a single Final Fantasy game, so I can't comment on Final Fantasy. I know, I know there's a lot of diehards in the community for Final Fantasy. Uh, not sure. Like the, the fact that you're explaining to me that it's a remake, essentially just yeah, a prettier version makes me wonder how, how it's up it, there how it's up there but then like that opens the door for overwatch 2 later down the line which like we'll talk about it later mm-hmm. um but that's like that's a gateway for overwatch so yeah maybe not be the worst thing ghost of tsushima really pretty absolutely fantastic i loved every minute of playing it it got a little bit stale at times but like still just absolutely gorgeous game mm-hmm. uh between last of us and ghost i would I would put my money on Ghost to win, or not mm-hmm. my money. It's, my, it has my vote. I would rather yeah. see Ghost win. Hades, I haven't played, um, but I, like everyone loves it, so I think it's got a really good chance. And then Last of Us, I enjoyed. Everybody hated. I don't understand why. Like, yes, the story is kind of depressing, and like at the last minute, it it doesn't give you that that kind of resolution that a lot of other stories would give you. But that's like the point of the last of us. It's not supposed to be happy. Go lucky. You're not supposed to like feel good at the end of it. Like, have you played the first one? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was creepy as hell. I liked the story. I got very immersed by it. It, I had no issues with the game. Um, But right now that's like the industry darling. You know how like every year the Pixar movie is pretty much, the favorites win. I feel like that's the last of us this year. It's our Pixar darling. Yeah, I, I would say it, it's there just because it, it has, you know, the the name to back it up and yeah, the community to be there. So um I mean yeah, I would I would say it it's up there to to be a crowd pleaser in the most part. Um but yeah, I honestly, once again, my vote is split 50-50 between uh, Hades and Ghost of Tsushima. They're both very pretty games. Like, if you were to take a snapshot of either one of those, put it on a poster and slap it on my wall, I would not I would not take it down. I'd just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> that, that lives there now. Like, it is 
they're they're pretty in their own ways right see i would pick up hades but i just picked up um hyrule warriors and i'm waiting on uh cyberpunk whenever it comes out i might pick it up eventually mm-hmm. but like i'm surprised that i played this many of the game of the year nominations this year like i think i, I did well for myself in playing yeah and i, I feel like this year if anything, there would be a lot more people who are going to be involved in this. Like, you're going to get a lot of fans regardless of uh, who wins or loses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talking about, like, oh, game of the year, like, this is, man, this is outrage, or like, oh, well, we had fun, like, congrats to the winners. Because I think of the quarantine, like, everybody, ha- everybody had a chance at some point to play, like, at least one or two of these games, um, if not all of them, you know? Um, Right. And really just sit down and be like, okay, like objectively, which one would I like the most? Um, which mm-hmm. one is going to be racking up the votes um, and, you know, taking it all home? I mean, this, this year was huge on escapism. This was, this was the big year for it. So, yeah, you're absolutely right in that this is going to have a lot of people really invested in, in what wins. Maybe more than, than some other years just because of the pandemic. So, I don't know, maybe after this, like people will will still have that kind of investment more than usual in, in what game wins game of the year. Like for me, like I, I paid attention to it in the past. I never really got super invested, but I like always like kind of paid attention. It's like, oh, okay, that one. Congratulations to that game. Yeah, I look at those kinds of things as well, especially throughout the year, because um a lot of my group of friends from the academy of art are all in game development so talking with them about like you know oh why do you guys like this game like why do you think this is nominated over something else um they're always like oh well i'm I'm willing to like they they have very strong opinions about like you know what they like in the game and why is it good um but yeah it was just interesting to see what they have um and obviously like to enjoy the gameplay itself um, if there's something that I missed or something that, you know, I, I haven't played yet, but everybody's talking about it. Like, why, why should I play this and why is it on this list? Right. And so Overwatch is present in the, uh, the nominations this year. It has three categories. Um, Overwatch had the best team with the San Francisco Shock, the best esports event, which is the grand finals and the best coach, Krusty. Although conspicuously, again, absent for community support and best esport game, so uh, a little bit, a little bit sad, a little bit sad for for Overwatch to to not be recognizing those communities again. Um, it's been a rough year for for a lot of things, but hopefully they can once Overwatch two emerges from its mythical existence into the real world. Hopefully that's when they'll start putting out a lot more support, paying more attention to the community. So look, just back to what we said about like the Final Fantasy thing being like a window for Overwatch 2. So in 2016, Overwatch beat out Doom inside Titanfall 2 and Uncharted 4. And Uncharted 4 was like, I know a lot of people say it's one of the, their favorite games of all time. It was absolutely beautiful, a lot of fun to play. Um, and so that that's, there was the competition back then. I think Overwatch out of those ones was definitely the most innovative, made the biggest impact. So I think that win was probably well-deserved. 
And then if Overwatch is going to actually release next year, it's going to be going up against Cyberpunk, Hellblade 2, Resident Evil 8, Arkham Knights, Horizon, a lot of really other like big ticket games. Like Horizon Zero Dawn almost won in its year, but it happened to be going against Breath of the Wild, which beat it out. So my question initially was, was like, Overwatch 2 isn't all new. It, it's only like the story aspect and the solo missions, the uh, the multiplayer is going to stay intact. But with Final Fantasy Remake being a Game of the Year nomination, I think that opens the window to argue that there's enough new content in Overwatch 2 to be warranted a nomination if it gets one. Then bringing back to that question... Considering the playing field, do you think Overwatch is going to have a chance at a nomination? Honestly, when it comes down to Game of the Year, it's going to depend. I feel like 100% of Overwatch 2's success is going to be how well they keep the community engaged. Mm-hmm. That was our biggest like if when it came to Overwatch 1. like You lost so many players because you had GOATs for like eight months. So... Because we had goats for eight months, we a lot of players left and never came back, um, and they were like, "Oh, we're working on internal changes and stuff like that," but they never told us exactly what that was. If Overwatch Two comes out of the gate swinging, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna have an update every month," like we're gonna let you know like what things we're seeing that's wrong, we will let you know and we will make the changes. Um, if that draws back people from a whole bunch of other um places you know from let's just say like if certain teams aren't doing as hot in you know valorant or csgo and they want to rejoin the overwatch scene again they can um and it it would probably get them up there but it's going to be really tough because like we already know what the art looks like for overwatch 2 like we know we know the characters we know how everything works is it going to be enough to compete with like a new game that could potentially like just have a huge cult following or just like a huge following in general? Like it's going to be really tough to see, um, especially, you know, you have those big names where a lot of these games have been waiting for, oh, we're waiting for the next generation of console. Mm-hmm. Um, so Overwatch 2 has to compete with like, you know, better graphics, um, newer tech coming out on you know, on these new devices and these new consoles. I don't know if Overwatch could go pound for pound for something that is on a potentially different engine, Yeah. uh, let alone, like, a different level of game itself. So um, we'll see if it gets nominated. I just want to see if Overwatch 2... I think the most important one that uh, the Blizzard team should be focusing on is winning esports game of the year. Don't worry about winning game of the year in general. Just win esports game of the year. Um, because if you do that, then you'll get you'll get a lot more people like you know, once again talking about the game. Right. Cause like correct me if I'm wrong, but traditionally the the game that wins game of the year is usually a single player game that's like hair heavy triple A, like super immersive, um, on that front, right? It's it's generally yeah usually usually it's ones that have like super good art direction story driven um, something that most people just like enjoy on their own um, but it's just a matter of like what 
people are actually voting for? What makes you, what makes your game stand out compared to the rest of right. it? Like um, last year was Sekiro. The year before was uh, the reboot of God of War. Do you think it's really difficult because Overwatch hasn't been nominated for the past couple years on on that uh, best esport front? But what would it take, in your opinion, knowing the field, the playing field, and the other esports that are um, up for contention? What would Overwatch have to do to get that nomination and potentially take the win? Well, I mean, they're taking a good step in the right direction. I can tell you that right now. With finally. After, you know, I don't know how many years now, four years, uh, including contenders like <laughs> we needed that uh, and they gave it to us. So I'm really glad that they did that. My question now obviously comes down to um, how well will the Overwatch team keep us in the loop? That is one of the biggest what ifs that I've had um, throughout the entire, um, you know, journey of this game. And I want them to keep us updated. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like, you will have your Overwatch community still. You still have all the players who still, you know, play them during the events or even just, like, showing up here and there. Like, I have friends who are still, like, playing competitives. Um, You know, we still have TESPA running for college. Um, It's just, like... The game is there to stay. It's just a matter of getting people to stay and actually play it without the events or without the event incentive. Um, and yeah, I feel like the biggest thing, if they want to win esports game of the year, is to keep the player base, um, keep the player base like in the loop, um, letting them know like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe we will have you know roll lock for competitive. Maybe we will like when the game opens up for the first time, we won't have we won't have limits again or something like that. They'll just be like, um, you know, we'll we'll have roll queue, but not hero lock or something like that. It'll just be interesting to see what they do um, and just see how uh, how the rest of the group goes, you know? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, they have to do something that's going to get people back um and i would have to say community involvement and making sure that everybody is in the loop is the most important thing that overwatch missed during overwatch one that they could definitely improve and let us know coming overwatch two so this year like the nominations for the best esport game were call of duty modern warfare counter-strike global offensive fortnite league of legends and valorant um I can't really see that changing too much in the future. Um, but if, if this is the same playing field and Overwatch makes it to the list, Overwatch 2 makes it to that list, does it have a chance? Like if it makes a lot of these changes, is that going to be enough? Or are these other communities well-supported enough, well-run enough, and doing this stuff already better than Overwatch is to ensure that they still clinch that victory um yeah once again i do feel like it comes down to the way how overwatch handles itself if they're looking for best um you know esports game in this current landscape um 
I know their biggest competitor by far is going to be Valorant. Um, not only, you know, you have the whole thing of like losing Sinatra to Valorant. Um, you have a whole bunch of like, it is once again, an agent clash shooter kind of game. Um, but it's more focused on the tactical rather than, you know, the run and gun style that uh, Overwatch is. So when it does come to this, it's going to be really rough. I wouldn't say that they're completely outclassed, but their biggest competition is going to be to be able to beat Valorant um, in, in, the, in a game where, you know, it is going to come down to tactical shooters and interesting mechanics in that fact. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of the other ones really up there fighting for it. Like, Modern Warfare did have a really good esports scene this year, but I don't see it like I don't see it beating out what's going on around, you know, Valorant. Brand new shiny shiny game. People are gonna be playing that. Um so we'll see if Overwatch 2 gets that same treatment going into next year. If it if it is, you know, Blizzard's uh polished what was it? It's not ready until it's like a hundred percent done or it's a hundred percent clean. Um, it's like yeah it's not going to be released until it's 100% like polished um, and we know that Blizzard takes their time with their polish so if it looks really good and it comes out and you know attracts everybody it's going to be the new shiny thing and Valorant may you know lose a little bit of its sheen but it really does come down to the way how it involves its community again yeah so by virtue of that shiny, new, innovative nature of it, I mean, do you think that it's going to win this year? I think Valorant's going to win eSports Game of the Year this year. Okay. Um, I, I don't see it not winning. Um, I, don't, I don't think that... Like, yes, League had a really solid, like, showcase. But, like, you know... Right, Riot's won a couple things for League already. Just like they'll be like, uh, can you just transfer it to the Valorant account this time? <laughs> like, um, but I honestly think like what they're doing for Valorant is is really nice. They're they just announced, I think, um, that they're doing another championship series um and getting a lot of like attention for tournaments, mini tournaments that are getting um you know all these companies together and um all, all of these teams together that we're all watching. Um, and it's constantly giving us, you know, something to look forward to, which is good on Riot Games' part. It's just a matter of uh, getting, you know, everybody else to enjoy that at the same time is going to be the, the hard part. I'm just looking through the other categories right now, like best multiplayer. I don't know if that... I'm not sure how how one fits into this category, but like Valorant's here, Call of Duty's here, going up against uh, Animal Crossing, Among Us, and Fall Guys. That's a very like eclectic, shall we say, group of nominees. Yeah, uh, it is that that is kind of a weird thing. It's just like, oh, what what constitutes multiplayer? Is it just like, right? oh, you got more than two people in there, like? <laughs> It, like I understand uh Among Us. Um I think Among Us is also nominated for best mobile game, which is yeah. really interesting. Um 
because I, I know it's free to play on the mobile app and it does have the PC following, so I could see it like taking that. But um, yeah, it it's really interesting to see where a lot of these games land. Um, one of the ones that I know a lot of my friends are looking at is Genshin. Like, where does Genshin Impact mm-hmm. land this year? Um, I'm really interested for me personally uh, and my background. Esports best esports host um, is a category, right? They don't have one for best esports caster or commentator. Um, they always, you know, once again, it is always a host who has to hold down the fort. But at the same time, like, there needs to be one where it's like best esports call of the year, or it's just like a certain line that like sticks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you wanted to do, um, like, Lakot Botatog for for uh, Dota 2 when it came out, that would have been like an esports quote of the year or something like that. It's just like, for me, if they were to take from my highlight reel, it'd be like, that's a quarter of a hot pocket. Okay, like that's <laughs> that's a line that people would be like, oh, yeah, 45 seconds is a quarter of a hot pocket if you think about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because once again, you know, Golden Boy is on this list. Um, we have Machine's yeah, appearance at the uh, the grand finals. Yeah, he 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 got the middle sections, which is okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really good host talent. Um, but I feel like Golden Boy's been bouncing around everywhere. So like he he's like, oh, I got my hand in Valorant, I got my hand in over in, in in the Overwatch. I just like he's got his know, hand in the Titan Games with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Exactly, he's just like dunking his arm everywhere. Um, and yeah, it's just gonna be interesting to see where where they land. I'm surprised that Zoe didn't land on this list. She got um, another award, I think, for the um there's another award thing that she won recently. Let me look on Twitter. But yeah, it, she I feel like she could have easily made this list. Um and I feel like it would have been really interesting once again to have her and Shiva on the same list because Zoe actually started in Dota 2. Um but Sheever has been there forever. So I'm really, I, w- I would have loved to see, like, you know, if there was a little bit of butting heads, it would have been in that category. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way how it, uh, how it turned out. There's a lot of like little things that I'm like, I wish we had, um, I wish we had an esports quote of the year, um, you know, category for commentators. Um, because that would have at least gotten people to, you know, talk about it. Maybe watch the clip. Wonder why it's hilarious, um, and you know the reason why it's nominated. Okay, so she won top esports host of the year for the the Game Hers Awards. It's G A M E H E R S. So within the the female gaming community, she did win that that top esports host. So. It would have been nicer to see her at least nominated for the uh, the game awards, like the overall mm-hmm. thing, not just specifically women. Yeah. Oh, since we're on the topic of 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 like you know games and game awards, um, the best role play game. I was saying Genshin Impact is here. Um, Persona Five Royal is here. Um, is another one that I've played through and I really enjoyed. 
Uh, I'm just going to make this a little side tangent. I'm so glad Square Enix has heard my pleas for 13, well, going on 14 years now. Um, we're finally getting another sequel to The World Ends With You. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know about this game. If you have a DS, if you have a regular DS, a 3DS, a 2DS, pick up The World Ends With You. Play it on your 2DS or your 3DS. It is one of my favorite games of all time just because it's a fighting-ish game where you have to use both screens at the same time, which is insane if you think about it. Um, but yeah, it, get it before the, before the new one comes out, which is in September, summer, summer of next year. Play, play the new one. Don't play it on the Switch. You won't get the same experience. DS. You have to get the DS one. That just sounds absolute hell, having to manage both screens at the same time. So it's it works in a way. Okay, like I, I've been working on like a little bit of a script for like a friend's YouTube thing because they're like, why why don't people know about this game? And I'm like, exactly. But like, uh, it works in a way where you have a partner. Like you, you're playing both characters, but like there's a puck, like a little thing that highlights which one you should be focusing on at that time. So if you keep a combo going, passing between the two characters, you end up building a bigger combo. It, it's it's insane. I mean, I, it's it's one of those games where like at first you're definitely overwhelmed by all the mechanics, but once you get down to like the nitty gritty, you're like, oh man, this game is so good. Um, but I played it when it first came out in 2007, uh, and I've been waiting. Like they've they've been doing like oh final remix and like you know remix final final and you're like oh no stop doing this like i'm done with this project i gotta save a new file thing you know just like give me give me something fresh give me something new and then all of my friends who know that i played the game i think it was on i think it was yesterday um on monday they just flooded my dms they're like did you see the trailer and i'm like i'm at work so i can't open it and i'm like are you are you telling me there's a new there's a new game that I've been waiting for for 14 years and they're like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like all right I have to I have to catch a break somewhere here, uh, but yeah I, I'm just really I'm really hyped for this uh, just personally. There's been there was a game that I was trying to remember recently where I was like thinking about that it's like hmm I wonder what game that's that I've like was really excited for that came out with the sequel that I just absolutely freaked out over. It was probably the most recent one was probably Arkham City was the one uh-huh. I freaked out the most over. Like that didn't have nearly as much of a, uh, a a waiting gap, but like that debut trailer of Arkham City is so beautiful. It's it's honestly one of my top games of all time. It's just so immersive, so good. Definitely beats out uh, Asylum and Origins and Night for me. So. Yeah, I didn't have to wait nearly as long as 13 years for to to get my satisfaction on that one. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where like you you know what? I feel like the only thing for me personally that would top this is like if EA said, "You know what? We're done doing, you know, 2K. We're going back and making a new NBA Street." I would Ooh, I would lose my I mind. Those. I would lose my mind if they came back and made NBA Street again. Like that is one of my favorite like games that has like you know a spot in my heart, but 
yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if, if they did it. Please, just it just just bring it back <laughs> for sure. Another thing that I would definitely say is um, if you're looking for something that is like not, um, what is it? If you're looking at these games and you're like, why is this nominated? Um, the best way to understand why it's nominated is to play the game itself. Um, if it looks interesting to you, like go ahead and play it. Like it's it's one of those things. I think it was last year's Game Awards where I was like, why is uh why is this certain game like up here? I don't, I don't remember which one it was, um, but I ended up buying it and I played it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I understand now. It, it it deserves its spot up here. So if you're wondering like, oh, why is Final Fantasy VII Remake up here? Like, go ahead and play it. You know, go wrangle a chocobo or something like that, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I see why the these graphics look a lot better than, you know, the PS One. Like, there's <laughs> making people relive that. Like, that's probably the best way of like understanding um how these are up here congratulations to all the the nominees this year good work good year in gaming honestly um we really needed it with everything that was going on and i would say the industry delivered so um congrats to everybody we appreciate your hard work industries don't crunch your workers that's that's not good for anybody and uh we'll hopefully maybe see overwatch 2 up here next year if blizzard can get their uh ships in a or their ducks what is that the phrase the duck the ducks in a row get their ships straight get their uh their ducks in a ship the, the the there's a famous like morty quote i think about putting something in a bag uh yeah that that exactly that you if you're if you're looking for that quote you know just look morty bag all right, so let's move on to like more explicitly Overwatch things. Um, the patch notes from the experimental did finally go live. Um, mostly what it was was the characters could destroy anything that they've created. So like uh, Maze Ice Wall, Symmetra's Teleporter, the Torbjorn Turret. Um, those can all be destroyed when you're dead. So you're, you're pretty much starting your cooldown when you're respawning. Um, Hanzo's storm arrows can also be cancelled Briggs health was reduced from 175 to 150 and then Ana's uh, biotic grenade can pass through people with full health Um, another thing that went live uh, a couple days ago on the 19th was on the PTR which again is different from the experimental PTR is exclusively on the the PC games or on the PC format Mm -hmm. um that the priority pass came live. So you're allowed to queue for um, uh, flex queue when you're playing comp and based on how many you win or lose there, or based on if you win or lose, you get a certain number of priority passes. You can stack up to 40 of those, I believe. Um, And you can use that if you want to just queue for a certain role. It's not automatically going to throw you into a game, but it'll throw you into a faster queue. So it says priority passes may not be used when playing in a group of five or more since we try to pair large parties against other large parties. Uh, this contains a good balance of roles. We do not anticipate using priority pass that would actually reduce queue times for these large queue, uh, these large groups. Um, yeah, and they don't want players to waste their passes if, when they could be using them for solo queue. Um, 
I think this this is a, an interesting way to improve queue time. I think it'll get people to hopefully play roles that they're not comfortable with and over time get better at them. Uh, at first, I think I still, like I said last week I, or whenever we talked about it, I think it's going to suck initially. I think people are just going to be playing it to get their priority passes and they're playing things that they're not familiar with. So it's going to be rough in the beginning. But as people start doing this more, as people start getting more familiar and learning the meta, figuring out which heroes they like for each roles, um, instead of just solo queuing or one tricking, I think the overall state of the game will improve. It's going to be a, a long growing pains transition, but eventually we'll get there. I think this is, a, I hopefully this is a good move and it improves everything. Yeah, I'm totally down for this priority queue thing. It's just saying, you know, if you if you're willing to flex and play it to a good extent, you will get rewarded um, with, you know, a little bit of help when it comes to the actual queue. So I feel like that's going to be really interesting to see, um, especially when it gets to the live servers. Um, and once again, the whole destroying your own things uh, when you're dead, I feel like that was that's just a little bit of a quality of life thing. I'm I'm really happy about that. Um, and yeah, it's just going to make the game a little bit more fun to watch. Um, if you, if you're a brig player, sorry for the minus 25, but that's just, uh, it, you know, sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> that sounded so ominous. It, you know, it balanced as all things should be we have to get, get rid of a couple of things. All right, so moving on, um, John Spector, who is vice president of Overwatch Esports, released a new YouTube video about the the state of the Overwatch League and what's going to happen in the next season. Um, he confirmed that we are going to have to wait until spring until the league commences. Um, it's for uh, what he said was it's because they're trying to hammer out the logistics and planning to make sure everything runs. Uh, smoothly for this next upcoming season. They understand that like COVID's still going to be happening. So now that they can, they can better plan for it to make sure that we don't have to like do any drastic changes or, or plan in the middle of the season. Like we did last year or this year, uh, the tournament style is returning. They're going to be experimenting with a couple of different formats during the season. But uh, again, Monty was right. This was the the best way to, keep people engaged and honestly keep the game interesting and, and make sure that teams are, 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 are actually trying and, and not just kind of phoning it in because pretty much everything, each game counts when that, that much money is on the line. Um, the league is aiming to have a grand finals, maybe in person, maybe not. We'll still have to see the status of COVID by the time that rolls around. Uh, they're going to have an off-season tournament series uh, in an effort to keep us entertained in the extended off-season. Um, and at BlizzCon, they're going to be having an event called Shock versus the World, where our two-time champions, the San Francisco Shock, are going to be facing against other um, what he called dream teams of like current or former players who wanted to get together to try to beat the San Francisco Shock. Although, I'm not really sure if this is going to be like a, an yeah. accurate representation considering you don't have 
the shock team as it was unless they bring them back unless yeah this event i feel like that'd be really interesting though like if they were to do this the way how at least we're thinking about it it's like any player who used to play for the shock uh versus any dream team that they want to throw against them yeah because um, not only would i think that this is a really interesting event you would have you know you can bring back super dante moth um some of the other interesting picks you still have like architect uh sinatra comes back sinatra comes back for like a like one game or something like that like people would lose their minds like how crazy this game would be he pulls a chips up yeah he's just like i'm i'm here i'm gonna play doomfist like it's it's all good uh no one kills me i kill myself yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what other you know quote-unquote dream teams they bring back like Mm -hmm. for me you want to see the original like Vancouver Titans. I feel like that would be a good one. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Team Korea from like year one come back. That would be really interesting to see. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know how many of them have like, you know, fully retired. I know Zumba did. You have like Jay Hong, Toby. Um, that would also be like uh, Saviolde and a whole bunch of just other people who have wanted that title, you know. Um, but I feel like it would be a really interesting, especially for BlizzCon. That's back. That's in um February, right? This year, next year. Yeah, yeah, February. Um, so we'll see what they decide to do with that event. If there is a lot, obviously, you know, I'm not. I- I'm biased. I I help out with the shock events, so hmm. uh, I I want to see them take on the world. But honestly, it depends on if they let them have their old players, which I don't see why not. Um. Especially if you're going to be, be accurate, up. if you didn't at least, yeah. at least the last season's shock, either yeah, the last season shock or like, I feel like you have to reach and reach out to Sinatra to play like even one or two games. Right, um, I'm just wondering, like, are they? Is it going to be like a gauntlet format? Are they? It's just going to be one after the other. Are they going to like rotate people? How is this going to? This is going to be rough for the whoever's playing on the shock yeah. side. I think. And uh, if they do do the rematch, uh, does Twilight play for both teams? <laughs> do they? They just like, all right, Twilight, you go back to your, <laughs> you go back to the Vancouver Titans for this one. Yeah, uh, like they have to run like Violet Moth again. Um, I could see that. It would be really funny. Speaking of the Vancouver Titans, you mentioned like they lost Shockwave. Yeah, I, I heard he signed Ooh. with. Uh, he signed with Philly, Philly, right? Yeah. What are you gonna do now, Vancouver? He was your team. Yeah, it was uh spooky. But like I feel like there's a couple of teams that obviously are ramping up. Everybody's looking at the fuel. Um like I mean they, they absorbed what was left of the uh, uh the Paris Eternal. It's just a matter of like what who and what are gonna be playing mm-hmm. um in this upcoming season. So another thing that came out of this announcement that was it's not official, but due to the delay of the uh, the league start, um, people are taking that to hopefully be confirmation that Overwatch Two is going to be released sometime in that window, and that the uh, the extended period of time before the league starts is so that they can kind of 
get used to how Overwatch 2 is and play on it before we actually start the season. Um, I feel I think that's absolutely a reasonable uh, speculation to make. But like now that the community is getting into it, I feel like Blizzard's been backed into a corner. Yeah, it's one of those things where you want the game to do really well. Um, the only way to really make it work is to um, just make sure that we're all included. Make sure you keep us in the loop, telling us like, oh, okay, well, this isn't going to happen um, immediately, but we want you know, these things to, to work out. Like, I feel like the one thing that they need to make sure, like, let's just say the game itself is buggy. The one thing that they definitely need to work on is uh, making sure that the spectator model is the same as Overwatch 1. Because I know I could count probably a, I, just a couple of really good spectators and if you cannot bring them back for the same way how like you had Overwatch 1 spectating, you are going to lose a lot of like people cuz you're not they're not going to be able to follow the action. I don't know how the pacing yeah. of this game works. Like it you need to have a spectator client that works and that can bring us entertainment, you know, as a as a viewing audience. That's exactly what we need. I'm wondering what they're going to do for their their off-season tournament. Like what does that actually mean? Is it is it just like Overwatch League players playing without money? Without like actual yeah, record? What does that even mean? Like yeah. what could be what could be worth it to do during that off-season that actually also keeps us entertained and doesn't waste your your players time because this is like their time to rest yeah usually like the off-season games are end up usually just being like scrims um and then they'll like play a couple like a fun one or whatever um but i honestly don't know if we need it like in my personal opinion i feel like we we're good as is like if the let's just say that the game like like these players are ready to ready to play ready to do whatever they need to make sure that they are like playing at the top of their game when overwatch 2 comes out i would rather have all the anticipation of like you know new teams what do they look like all that come out at the beginning of the league season rather than trying to give us like a taste early like just be like you know what like we have to come out of this game like we we have to start the beginning of this league league swinging like nobody knows how anybody's gonna play. Um, like I remember we had the uh what was the one? The there was a Toronto thing. I forgot. There was a Toronto Esports versus uh, you know, the Defiant. They wanted to have that happen, but it never did. Um that would have been a really interesting one to to put out in general, but for us, I wanted to I want the teams to be all on even playing ground um, and to see, you know, the new talent when it's fresh, you know, um, when the teams have gotten time to hang out and figure out how um, how all the players work and so on and so forth. What was the name? Of, I'm trying to remember what the name of the. Uh, the tournament they did with the Echo 
did was this like the showcase the, the echo echo showdown yeah that's what i think a lot of the community is is comparing it to what they think is going to happen um do you th- that just- i didn't like the format of that honestly like mm-hmm. i mean i get i get the point it's like oh echo showdown we're showing off a whole like a new character people are going to try to play it uh and see how well it works out but at the same time like i would much rather like unless they do something where it's like brand new character uh and like they want to show us what the new character looks like that's fine i wouldn't i don't want it to be like preview of the league kind of uh kind of games because i'd rather have them be be ready to go on day 1 um and see where the teams land there rather than like oh this is this is what it is you know like we're going to have makeshift teams. We're going to have teams with, you know, super IDD cutie rascal, like just random people all on teams. Cause like, not only do you like not have people to root for, it's just, uh-huh. it starts getting, uh, it starts just becoming like, oh, okay, there's some teams that have like random players and some of them that, you know, end up winning the whole thing. You want to have, like if you are going to call it an Overwatch League offseason, you want it to have the teams involved, but at the same time you want to have it be entertaining enough and not spoilery enough to give away what's going to happen throughout the season. Mhm. Cuz I'm thinking like considering that the teams are all jumbled up now like some players are not even on a team um some teams don't even have a full roster some teams don't even have a roster like how would you do that i'm two possibilities i'm thinking or maybe one could be like a showcase of what the teams look like whenever the the event happens so like here's a here's a, a intro look at the new san francisco shock here's a new look at the uh gladiators etc mm-hmm. or another one could be like just like the showcase showdown was to showcase Echo, what if it's to showcase uh, what they've been working on in Overwatch 2? Yeah, like if they had a showcase like Overwatch 2, um, like an Overwatch 2 showcase, I, that's, I can't put those words together for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, an Overwatch 2 showcase, you would have a lot of people interested in seeing obviously the updated graphics and how characters have been tweaked here and there. But, like, yeah, that, that's not spoiler of, like, any any teams. Like, you could have those mixed teams, and we would still be interested in seeing how it plays out. Just because, not only that, but, like, I, I need Overwatch. Please, give us at least three push maps. Hmm. Yeah. Because I want to see push mode, okay? Like, if you're gonna say, "Oh, we're doing Overwatch 2, like I want to see what push mode looks like, um, and you know the way how teams are gonna be playing that, they should showcase push mode, their new maps, and then either, either or, um, or both of uh, Sojourn and Maga, because we know those two are coming. Yeah, I mean, they've already if you promised wanted to... to release them when Overwatch 2 comes out, so I'm hoping that like when we get overwatch 2 we'll at least have those two new characters in addition to the new maps and the new modes because otherwise if we don't get any new characters it's it's still gonna feel a little bit like a letdown 
Yeah, I I want new characters. You know, we we were promised Sojourn and Maga, so yeah. If it is another, you know, off season Overwatch two showcase, um, where push mode becomes map number one, that way you people are going to be able to watch push mode. Um, you do that one instead of the initial um capture point map. Mm-hmm. Um would be the best way of going about it. Um I feel like another like really fun one to do is if you if you want to be more chill about it, you can always do um like the first map of campaign with like a bunch of interesting celebrities. Like I mean, you've got a couple people who have been interested in the game in general. So you might as well like see which celebrities you can get scrapped together and get them to play um the the uh campaign mode together with you know yeah get uh get josh hutcherson get like lavar burton because mika was his mika his daughter was part of the um the hosting team in what seasons one and two mm-hmm. uh, get them two on there get um who else get spice adams and then and just give us that yeah <laughs> those four like have them have those four people like run some campaign yeah zed would carry uh, really hard, but it's like it's like Levar it, Burton is the se- is like the secret headshot sniper god. Of yeah, esports. You didn't know until until you know he can read the rainbow and snipe you out. For those of you who don't know, Levar Burton did a show in the early '90s and 2000s called Reading Rainbow, where he would just read to us. It was fantastic. Yeah. He's like the Alex Trebek of reading. Yeah, I, I need I need somebody to read me a bedtime story. I like, think he does. I think he, he brought it back for a, a podcast. So, if you want to experience what us '90s babies grew up with, like, just look up Lavar Burton. It's he's like Alex Ross, but with a book. There we go. Not Alex Ross. Alex Ross, Ross is is he's comics. Uh, Bob Ross. They're both artists, but different field. Different field. Different mediums. There you go. But I meant Bob Ross, the that smooth, afro-headed, just inspirational painter man with his happy little accidents. Any news you found this week, Kevin? I know we didn't um, like, go over any of the like the player moves besides Shockwave, which shocked yeah. me. Yeah, uh, there wasn't a lot moving in terms of uh, player con- confirmations or trades or anything. Um, I did have a mild heart attack before we went on stream, though. Um, I, I saw the, the, the San Francisco Shock Twitter um, oh. and they they put out a thing that said, thank you, Smurf, Choi, and Striker. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so they said, like, you know, today SO Shock would like to say thank you to, to Choi Hyobin, uh, Striker, as well as Smurf. And I'm like, come on, man. You can't, can't release all three of them, right? <laughs> and then they're like, Oh yeah, we, we just want to say thanks because they're gonna come back for 2021. I'm like, come on, <laughs> that's the thing you you, have to, you you could only do that during like April Fools. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like this is this was unnecessary heart attack. Okay, like I I just needed. You can't just release all your Korean players with glasses in one go. Okay, <laughs> you can't do that to me. Um, and then it was really funny because like they released the video, and then like the comment. They they posted it once. Immediately after that, they they released like in the in the comments. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're 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 resigning them." Like that's, 
And I'm like, come on, man. You can't. <laughs> they knew can't what they were doing. That. Yeah. They absolutely um, knew what they were doing. But yeah, it. <laughs> a lot of people are posting that meme where it's like, oh, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> like, if you had if you had that announcement, I would have, you know, I would have just been like, all right, what what can the shock even play with? Like, what do we have at this point? Like, we released Choice, Smurf, and Striker. Like, we don't have Rascal. We don't have, uh, like, we have Tayo. Uh, we have Ons and stuff like that. But, like, Tank Line, we, we only have Super. Like, that's not, not please don't do that. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be move Super over to Genji. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we might have to at this point. Um, All-time Genji, Super. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rather interesting to see where, where these land. Cool. Well, if that is all for this week, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hope you have to our um, American listeners. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving to our international listeners. Um, hope you have a great third week of November and we will, we'll catch you in the fourth week of November. Hooray. Don't Yay. all, don't all get attacked or trampled during black Friday to our American friends. It's, it's not worth it, especially during COVID. The the equivalent of uh, getting trampled in a, a market on Black Friday is crashing the website <laughs> the day that it's all uh, that it's announced. So, yeah, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the for the crash. If anybody like has any advice on what to buy for a MacBook Pro. Whether or not it's worth it to go for the M1 or just stick with Intel, please let me know. I'm agonizing over this, and I really shouldn't. I don't feel like I should be, and I don't want to be this, like, confused. I'm not techie. Please help. (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Next week, we update you on any events or news in the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.